Welcome to the Tim Masso podcast. Today we have a distinguished guest, a man who actually makes the machine from France, Armand Biard. Armand, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Tim. I'm absolutely happy and thrilled to be here. It's a real pleasure to talk to someone who makes watches. But before we jump into the present, let's talk a little bit about the past and how you got here. What is in your watch collection today? And tell me about your watch collecting journey. Watch collecting started in the most French and I would say not typical, but uh, stereotypical um, way. Um, that was a beginning of 2004, if I remember, I'm absolutely certain of the year. And I was working on the Champs-Elysees and I just had an absolute massive crush in front of the Cartier boutique window for the Santos 100, the Santos 100, sorry, that, that they um, made a new fresh release at this time, so 2004. And for the first time in my life, in front of a watch, I discovered that you could express something incredible within 16 centimeter, square centimeter. Um, I bought the watch one week after. Very so cool. this this is this pretty much started there. I mean the the real watch thing, um, and then because my my um, income was quite modest, so so the watches also were um, the Cartier was the, probably the the best uh, piece of my collection for some years, and I found like a little brands. Some from Northern Europe, like Skagen, they are, they are not very high-end watches, but I found that the design expression was interesting. I found a couple of very um, unusual watch. One is um, AWC, which is a company that is a brother company uh, uh, from, oh, I can't remember the name anyway. Uh, it's made on in one country of Eastern Europe. So it's, I, I went always for a little bit less uh, known and less expensive watches. And then I started to be able to afford like better watches. So I, I bought a very nice Panerai, um, which is the art course um, that was related uh, to a very long travel I did uh, because that was a watch that was created for, for Mike Horn, the explorer, um, the guy which is, uh, traveling intensively as I did pretty much. Um, uh, I also bought a Maurice Lacroix. Um, what do I have? It's, it's uh, one Bell and Ross that I bought for my wedding. So I have a, something around 10 pieces, but it's quite um, eclectic. There is no, there is no red line. It's just about the design. When I like the design, I, I can really get into the watches. Um, recently, I, I bought uh, two weeks ago the Alain Silberstein uh, watch. I just had like a massive crush on the chronograph and I just bought it. So it's, it's really on the design only. That's fascinating because you mentioned Silberstein and he was first an architect and, and then later Orloger, watchmaker and designer. And that's sort of your journey as well. You started as an industrial yeah. artist. You did goggles gasoline pumps, phones. When did you draw your first watch and how did you decide this is what you wanted to do? I think I started um, mid 2010 drawing the first watches. I had a, uh, a couple of clients at this time working. I, I own a design uh, consultancy agency at this time. Um, and I had a couple of clients that went to my agency to work on, on watches 
not not watches to read time, but watches to check on on uh, people who had um, Alzheimer who would lost themselves. So it's, it that was watches, but a little bit like tracking devices and stuff like this. And I got into designing products that you would wear on the wrist. So they were not especially watches as the way that we intend this uh, today. Um, but I got into designing things like this until the moment that I got in 2015, a few, one year before I get I turn 40 with um, a friend of mine, Ludovic Sartori. Um, we, we design a watch together. We have, we were having dinner. I had my Panerai, he had um, a, a Tiger Monaco and we just, having a glass of wine and or maybe a bottle or two and, and drawing watches and and, and we, we created, a, we designed something together. They said, oh, let's make a watch for, for us for our 40th birthday. And that, that became a company actually. So now 2015, you launched the Zero One. It's, it's a very large, yeah. expressive watch, automotive inspired. Where, where do you draw your inspiration from? Are there designers who are your heroes or would you draw from automotive, from aviation? Where does your inspiration come from? Uh, I just wanted to draw a watch that is kind of a sculpture on the wrist. So the, the watch has a very strange design. It's like a big donut shape, twisted, very specific, very strange. But at the same time, that was more a way to learn how the watches are built. And so that was my first chance to get to find some subcontractors who, would, who could make the watch for me, who could even assemble the watch, do every part of the watch. Because at this time, I, I wasn't able even to fit a pair of hands on the watch. So I, I was just doing my daily job as a designer, as a consultant in design saying, okay, I wish that the watch is like this, making myself the technical drawings, um, breaking a couple of, rules to make the design that I want and then finding a company that will be able to make it. And then after on the 02, 03 and 04 and now 05, I, I just got hooked so much in the watch industry that in 2017, I uh, 16 and then 17, I sold my design agency and changed my life. So now in terms of the production process, you talked a little bit about working with suppliers, but today you're doing just about everything except the cases and the movements in-house. Could you talk about the challenge first of finding suppliers and then the challenge of, of doing all of the case? It's, it's, um, it's, it's a challenge if you are in a hurry. I'm going to close the, the window because there is a motorbike making a yes. lot of noise. Um, I'm from the land of Harley Davidsons, I understand. I, I do love motorbikes, but I think now on the Friday night, they're just training there on the empty street of this part of town. Um, so at this, um, the, the, the case, um, okay, subcontractors and, and how you work with them, it's just take time. It's a, it's a matter of years and building trust. With the, with the subcontractors. You, can, you cannot just rush into a company and say, I want this and this and this. They, they, they would probably very politely say, we have enough customers, uh, it's not a good time for us, or we'll give you crazy price range or crazy time to production. That, so you, it, it takes a lot of time, but um, if you can show them that you are consistent, that you your project is worth it that you if you are also a nice person to work with that 
you pay in time, uh, all, all the things that you have to do with your subcontractors. So yes, they are willing to work more and more with you. And it's also the chance to meet different type of subcontractors and, and to get to work with the, um, the good ones or the best ones if you, if you can, yeah. It, it takes time. But now you're fabricating a large part of the watch, the dial, the chaptering for the hours, you're doing the hands in house. Uh, are you doing this personally? Have you trained yourself as yeah. an artisan? Uh, I, I, I never uh, haven't, have never been to any, any school. So the only uh, um, teaching that I had uh, regarding what I'm doing now, it's uh, a couple of days on the lace with a watchmaker. Uh, three days um, with a guy in Switzerland that is uh, specialized in skeleton, um, skeleton watches and anglage. He learned me some tricks. And one day, one day with a hand maker. So this is all the formal education I have. And <laughs> <laughs> That's just a bit more than a week of total training, I think. Yes. Awesome, man. And, and, and after, it's like... Um, doing, failing, doing, failing less, doing, failing less again. And, and one day you say, okay, yeah, it, it, it could be good enough to be in a watch. But until the moment that you try and start and, and the moment that the part is able to, to go in, in, a, in a watch, it can take like a full year of it. I remember the first hands that I, I made, it took me <laughs> probably a day. Uh, one full day to make a couple of hands and the quality was was very poor and and now it i go quicker i think the quality always is improving in six months i will do better work than today but it's also nice when when you say this to your client when when they have a watch from from my production they they know that it, it represents the work at, at at one year and at one point of the year so it's that's that's a universal story i've heard in this industry watchmakers artisans you know the, with the watchmaker and I've, i'm learning watchmaking myself it's like a little bit more pressure a little bit more pressure oh that's what it takes to break it okay <laughs> next <laughs> yeah you always you all you always do this i mean you yeah you you're testing things and 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 make the, the wrong okay and then you know it this is where the limit is and yeah what, what you describe is really interesting because it's 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 not only the theory of the technique it's also how it feels and sometimes it's a noise it's it's something that you feel at the end of the, the finger or the the tool that you're using it's really you you can't really describe it today when i'm, I'm making certain steps of my work i can't I, I try to remember how i was doing this one year ago and the, the sensation, the feeling when I'm doing this is totally different. That, that's really weird. So, you know, it's interesting that at this point, because you do have a lot of custom options, you've described your production as yeah. almost entirely customized. Yeah. What, what's available in terms of customers who want to create a personalized wash? I mean, I always say to my customers, the, the best way to hook me in a project and to say, you've probably didn't do this before and i'm all in i don't even know what is coming coming next in the sentence but I, i'm i'm hooked so it's it's 
have done watches with with stone dyes, with steel dyes, with um, starting with ceramic. I, I did with with uh, composite dye. It's it's with hammered dye, with polished. It's it's anything, anything. It's just like I'm 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 the hands doing what the customers is is wishing to do. And this is what I I love about my work is that I there is every week is different because there is there is never two watches that are the same sometimes customers they're coming and say oh i saw this in instagram i really like this i would like or they say oh i would like the same watch say, okay are you sure you would like the same watch yeah yeah but i mean is there anything that you would change and you, you talk with the guy and he, and he says at one stage um or you you sense with the name of the person? Uh, are you from um, Indian background or something? And the guy said, "Yeah." And and why would why what would you would um, what would you like um, Arabic Indian numerals? But what would you, you wouldn't like like your or a family background kind of writing? Can we do this? They're like, of course we can do this, but you have to learn me how how we write the numbers in in yours. So guide me show me numbers i will make them and we correct and we make a new font for the numbers and the guy is just like and he started with something that he wanted the same but at the end it's never the same there's always something different i was very impressed when i heard that you actually document the production process you send photos and updates yep. about four months to make a watch and then you update people during the process yeah. never heard of that for a watch that costs less than a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> it's easy it's really easy. I mean, you you don't have any excuse not to do this. First, I'm working alone, so I, I'm I'm I have I have a good memory. Nature gave me a good memory, but I'm also like using a lot of uh, tech. Um, I mean, basically, my my telephone is always near because so I'm 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 tracking people. So this customer, we're talking on WhatsApp. This customer, it's only by email. This one is on Signal. This one is on Messenger, and I have like um, a, a task list and because it's very hard to get all the, the memory where this guy, the name, sometimes the surname on Instagram is not the real name, you know, all this kind of stuff. So I'm tracking the, the to -do, in a to-do list where the customers, and every time a customer is, is asking something, I'm putting this in a to-do list that I'm, I'm cleaning pretty much every day. And I, I will send images by WhatsApp. And it's not very, it's not nice. I mean, there is, Every photo that you see on the Instagram everywhere, there is not a minute of Photoshop. There is no Photoshop. It's picture done because I don't have to waste time with doing this. And actually what you see is what you get. I mean, this is, and if people are making critics on this, I prefer that they, they see how it is actually. And sometimes people would correct some things. I had I made a watch um, for a, a, a client that, that wanted, Sorry. That's okay. I mean, I, I may have said a keyword, and so the this um, Apple. Oh yeah, no. It started giving me the the weather Pascal. So. It, it's funny you have all these machines in your office, and it's the newest technology that's the most trouble. <laughs> exactly. And and so I'm tracking I'm tracking um, uh, I'm keeping track of all the clients' wishes wishes, and 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 then sending WhatsApp uh, images or pictures and video. Okay, today I'm doing this. Today I've 
I've done this. And actually it's very good because sometimes the client would correct something within the process. They would say during the process, but okay, I remember I chose a case like this, but do you, how, do you think it would look better if the, the case was full polished? I said, oh, I don't know, let's try. So I'm taking a full polished case, putting this, okay, would you? Because, oh, no, that was be, oh yes, I prefer. And, and oh, do you think that, that you could add some loom on the hands? So I would, I would take like a pair of hands with loom, just drop it on the tie like this. And I say, oh yes, no. So it's, it's and I, I have also this luxury because I have only maybe 70 clients or customers per year. So it's quite a small amount of, of person. I don't know, maybe a little bit more this year, but it's it's around um, a watch takes four months to, to build because the, I have no stock in the workshop. So with my subcontractors, uh, like the stones, for example, the cases, the strap also bespokes, I'm, I'm making orders um, every every month. I'm, I'm group, getting a group of all the orders that I had sending my orders. They usually make a couple of months to ship me the, the parts. And then I will start to cut the indexes, prepare all the parts. This week, I, I did laser all the week to prepare the cuts for the indexes of September, October, November. So it's, it's uh, 17, uh, 17 or 18 um, cuts that I made this week. So everything is, is in advance. So I, I sent this week, for example, I will send this week uh, pictures of the indexes for a customer that has a watch plan for September. And, and then there will be not much communication for a couple of weeks or you can ask some details and then I will send picture of the case coming, picture of the ties, blah, blah, blah. And then when I'm starting to make the build, it takes roughly a week, I would say. So at this time I would send much pictures. So now quite a bit of change in your designs over the years. Back in 2015, 2016, the RPM 01 looks nothing like the SB02 and 03, which are tonneau cases. And they look nothing like the SB04, which is round and classical. Could you take me on a journey how your design evolved from very avant-garde to classical? Uh, I'm a designer and I, I stopped to design the watches myself. I stopped to be egoist. So, because when you are a designer, it's a very egoistic work, very, I would say selfish work. You're, you're producing your design, your watch, and you come, show it and say, this is my work. This is my vision of a watch. Do you want to buy it? And somebody will say yes or no. And I did this for the three first watches or the three first collections. And then by some luck, I met some people who would talk to me and say, oh, you're a watchmaker, would you do this for me? I'm, I'm, I would like a watch like this with this kind of color. And I remember the, the years of, I, I've been traveling around the world for two years. And I remember that the taste that I have as a European uh, born Christian, so it's like all my background, all my cultural knowledge and, and, and yeah, um, cultural thing is, is uh, worthless in every other country of the world. Um, I'm living in the, uh, the border of Germany 
it, it can be close, but it's a very different culture, different taste. They like different colors, they, everything. So I just remember this and I, I, I said, okay, the, if I make a watch, I have to make it for the customers. I don't have a make to watch for myself. So I created the SBO4 to be able to integrate every kind of different dyes and numbers and type of hands, et cetera. And with a bit of luck, uh, people that I met, um, it, it, it started. It started, everything started seriously with uh, the horror file uh, on Instagram. The guy is, is uh, called Amar Cindy. Uh, he, saw, he saw my watch, the SBO4, uh, the blue one that I have on my wrist for a little bit more than two years. He saw this one day we met in Lausanne. He was kind of curious of what I'm doing and he gave me a very good input saying, oh, that you, could you do a titanium dial in purple and, and matte case? And I said, yes, of course, the watch is, is made for this. And, and because he's very uh, listened and known that that helped me a lot. So it's, you always need luck. I, I admit I had. That was a wonderful collaboration. I loved the frosted case profile, the purple dial, the white rabbit. That was a really cool collaboration. As a designer, is it difficult to give up some of the control to, to a partner when you're designing a watch like that with a... No, it's, it's not difficult. For me, that was not difficult because that was... Um, I, I really realized that as a designer, I could, I could guide um, the customer um but it's also very a joyful very joyful process to let somebody create something it's every single watch is a co-creation and and i'm absolutely convinced that everybody is a creator everybody has his own taste my taste wouldn't suit to you your taste probably i wouldn't like it but I'm in no position to say that my test is better than yours. So if we are making a watch together, you team and I, you will bring your taste, your details that I will take and make for you. Probably- Blue was <laughs> my band shirt. <laughs> probably I will, I will guide you on some details saying, okay, with my experience, if you like this, if we use it like this and this, this would look better overall. But, but that every single customer that I'm working with, it's, it's really, really exciting, really a long process. And some of my customers now are a good professional. I, I, I'm a European, I'm a bit shy. I'm a little bit of introvert guy. It's always hard to say friend, but it's, it's good relation. So customers that would just drop a message to know how am I doing if if um, my girls had a good uh, summer or uh, how is going the um, the renovation in the house that I'm we are building now of our renovating with my wife so it's it's really so that's a very cool kind of a very cool kind of view like everything is a collaboration whether it's with another designer with a customer who has a custom watch in mind that's very cool because i can tell you there are a lot of watch designers and brand heads who are like it's my vision only you either take it or leave it yeah it's it's actually i respect this because i'm coming from a design agency culture i had a design consultancy agency so the the and we have stars in in the design uh, I don't know if you know Philippe Stark, this French, very famous, worldwide famous uh, designer, 
the regretted, she passed away a couple of years ago, Zaha Hadid. She was a fantastic architect. I mean, incredible work she did. Um, that, that is a very, very strong um, style position they have. But um, some designers are also very known to blend into the, the, the brand that I, they are working with. And I think I'm, I'm much more this kind of, of person. I, I, I like this. So now this is um, a very difficult kind of era if you're in the luxury business, because we like to be very personal and travel and meet clients. Um, and because you are so collaborative, you originally exhibited at Basel World. Basel World yes. is now mostly gone. And for the last year, we haven't been able to travel. So how have you been reaching out to clients and customers in the last year? How have you coped with the inability to actually move around the world? Uh, I, it's a very strange fact to say that um, COVID was a good thing. It, in, in my my wife, is, she's a doctor in anesthesia and she's been working crazy in the COVID department of the local hospital. So she saw all the behind the curtains bad COVID situation that you have in the hospital. And I had the benefit of it, I would say, um, because um, all the customers and all the watch collectors uh, couldn't get into any retail shop for one year because everything where they're closed, all the, the, the fair, they were closed, canceled, everything. So they, they get to the one place that they could have their daily dose of watch, which is Instagram. For me, YouTube for you, that would be Facebook for another one. So they, they went online and discovered that um, historical uh, brands could not sell a single watch online because this is not in the DNA. Um, young brands with very clever buses could make in a couple of weeks a new online shop and a very clever, brilliant politic of, of selling into countries that have uh, retailers or the countries that have not, for example, Moser that had like but it, the, the, the company and, and the boss is so clever that they made something fantastic last year. And very small brands like me and all the, the fellow watchmakers, we only sell online from the beginning. So we were here. And when a customer came through Instagram say, can you send me a watch? I'm living in, in Dubai. They say, yes, I'm doing this every year. Can you ship there? I said, like, Yes, and, and I'm like, yes, of course. <laughs> is that a question? And say, oh yeah, because everything is closed and, and I can't get any watch. So we had like a, a, a very amount of customers that was, and, and the snowball got bigger and bigger. Do you have any dealers or are you exclusively direct sale no. factory? Uh, ex, um, okay, exclusive direct sale with one single exception that I like. It's um, the limited edition in UK that is uh, owned by uh, Pietro um, because he's doing something very special with the small brands. So he's, he's I can't say he's a dealer because he, he, he doesn't earn a single penny with me, but he's just like talking about the brands. So there, there is a, a canal that you can you can buy a watch from Sartori Billard through the limited edition, but that's the only single one. So it's more of a gentleman's agreement. Oh. 
Very good. Um, so another thing is, I guess I should mention to our, our listeners who are listening to this podcast or watching it on YouTube, you do have an Instagram, you do have a company website. That's the way to reach out to you online, Instagram or your dot com. Uh, I, I, I think Instagram is the, the best because um, I'm posting um, every day um, a, a watch that I'm working on. So every day you can see something new. Um, the website just helped me for the back office thing, like um, sending uh, all the files and, and this kind of stuff for the customers. But I haven't put any single new picture on the website for one year because it's people are getting on Instagram and, and it's um, all WhatsApp. Every every everything goes to my WhatsApp also. So I'm I'm really working on this uh, canal communication. Very good. So guys, you're gonna want to check out Sartori Br on Instagram new posts every day and a lot of them are of uh, what is your latest venture it's been incredibly well viewed and reviewed uh, the sp05 now you're working with boudelaine and ecatin you're working with la jupere uh, this is a big step up market you feel this is a graduation as the as you've moved to almost a new level yes and and i have and i must thank my customers for this um because as I, I was producing the SB04 and sending uh, SB04 to very important collectors, they would say, oh, that is cool, but could you step up? I said like, well, what, do you, what do you mean step up? I said like, oh, you could use like a better um, movement. Uh, you could use like a complication. And what about if I wanted a small second or a dial with half Kiyoshe, half stone, half Kiyoshe, half titanium, and And I heard this a lot last year. And so I started to work, and and the fact is that it's also the about the subcontractors, the good relation that you have with them. Um, Comblemin is making all the salmon dyes because the salmon color is something that I cannot make. So are they making guilloche, of course, for the SB04? And I was talking with the the boss of of uh, of Comblemin um, company, and I say, oh, Christophe, so I'm working on this, but. Oh, I would like for the next watch I'm thinking so I could switch dials, etc. And uh, so that was just like I was I was thinking out of out loud loud uh, with with Christopher Shah. And he said, like, how oh, maybe we can help us, uh, help you. I said, ah, oh, Christopher, yes, I probably I mean, but you you can't I can't afford you. I mean, this is already every dial that I'm buying from you is really expensive qualities. Say, so, oh. Let me think about this talk with my guys. And they came back with an offer to, to help me work on this dial system. And I said, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm buying this. I'm buying, buying the technical, uh, the consulting and the technical knowledge that we're going to work on this. And then past two or three months, we're working on this together. Uh, we get to a very good point, have my design of the watch with the small second, et cetera. And I said, oh, I'm going to, to give the design um, to my case maker so he can have a look. And he said, maybe we can help you, Alma. I say, are you making dies? But but uh, case, uh, my guys, he said, no, no, no. Because our boss uh, has, <laughs> has another company that is making the cases for him. And I said, what, oh, Christophe, I'm, I'm sure I can't afford this. Let me ask. And 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 that went like so smooth, that was perfect. And then I was searching for a movement. I didn't want the same movement that you see everywhere in, in the small brands. I had a good feeling with uh, La Jouperet. 
this movement is is great. This is the 7380, so it's based on an 88201 uh, with a second barrel that gives like 90 hours of power reserve, something like this. And and they really um, get into the project and help me a lot. And when I said also that um, Komblemin would do the technical work, that Katarvutilainen uh, would do the case, they were there. And for all of our viewers and our listeners out in cyberspace, Kumblamin is the dial factory founded by Kerry Voudelainen. Voudelainen et Catin is his case manufacturer. And of course, La Jupere is a fully integrated manufacturer. They're the folks behind Angelus and Arnold and Son watches. So these are all very impressive partners. But you're doing the, you're, the main event is really your polished dials and your hour tracks and your hands. I've seen you do meteorite, I've seen you do satin, I've seen you do polish, uh, just about everything is on the table. How do you make money offering so many variations on a watch you'll make only about 60, 70 times a year? It doesn't seem possible. See, it is possible if, if you're, I'm, I'm, I'm working in a small workshop, I'm paying myself, um, correct salary so I can uh, pay the school for my daughters and then and their dance lessons and and the house to and, and everything um, I don't have any fancy wishes of a sports car um, so I'm too tall to fit in. <laughs> I'm two meters I I wouldn't fit in the, into, um, Italian cars your uh, low roofs yeah <laughs> no I, it, it it's possible if you are working alone um keeping the budget um on a very very tight thing and and if you're making a lot of parts yourself it's parts that i don't you don't have to buy and then here comes also the benefit so this is ours of course to produce a dial so this is time to cut time to polish time to turn into a color time to make the hands etc time to make all the assembly myself but at the end Yes, this is uh, enough benefit of making uh, 70 watches per year. Then the average sold of 3000 euro. You can do the math easily. The margin is there. It's of course not uh, 10 times margin of, of uh, in a retail shop because half of this goes to the retailer. So it's, it's, it's enough to, to make a living. And the reason I ask this, it's not to pry, it's just to kind of impress on our friends who are listening, that most watch brands in the independent space, Romain Gautier, Voudelainen, Grunefeld, these are high-end brands that are very impressive, but they have half a dozen or more watchmakers working in-house with them. With Armand, it's literally just him. It's a very yep. personalized, very compact, um, very bespoke kind of shop. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm the, no, I'm not the accountant. I'm half of the accountant because I have a, a guy who is making the everything for me, but I'm, I'm paying my invoice myself, paying all the, the, the documents for my clients myself. Um, I'm making the watches. I'm, I'm yeah, it's a, it's a, the company is called Sartori Bia because I started with Ludovic Sartori, but I bought all the shares last year. Ludovic has a, different life uh, in the IT in the totally different um, area in France so I bought all the shares and I'm yeah just working alone but it's I'm always saying I'm working alone but I'm I'm not working only on my own I have amazing subcontractors 
So that wouldn't be possible with them. So it's uh, it's uh, SLD prototype. This is Michel Marquis. This is Comblemin. Uh, this is Scarlet for the straps. This is um, every I have uh, the guys making the boxes of wood for me for for the packaging. Everything I, I rely on these guys. So it's probably more a traditional way that you would probably believe it because the, the watch industry was always a, a, a story of subcontracting. Now um, the, the the bigger brands um, try to say that everything is is. Uh, verticalized in-house. Sometimes it's true. Sometimes it's a nice curtain. Um, and also I found a not a very delicate uh, way to hide the subcontractors. Um, so I'm always putting the subcontractors ahead of me. Um, for example, with the, the packaging is very simple that I'm sending the watch into, but there is a letter in which is named every subcontractor that has work on the watch saying this guy has done this, this guy has done this, this guy has done this, I have been doing this and this and this and this. So I think it's just honest. It is, I mean, truly, it used to be that brands would hide this and then Max Booser and MBNF, um, you know, he really kind of broke through the wall, making it cool to list all the people who work on the watch. Yep. And etablissage is an ancient practice for, 250 years, that was Vacheron Constantin, bring together the best suppliers and assemble them under one roof. And that etablissage, it's almost like a lot of group brands today are afraid of it, but the independents embrace it because, you know, look who our suppliers are. They're great names. It's it's a badge of honor. It's, it's a badge of honor. It's also, I've been a supplier for many years as a designer with my consultancy agency. And all I can say is that Brands, or in a general way, people um, tend to forget that a subcontractor that you have a very good relation with can help you, or if you have a bad relation with, it can you totally. Because if you pay him good, if you give, give him good work, visibility, if you don't stress him, if you give saying, okay, I want this for in you know, three months and always working with good time uh, to produce them. If you paying the day sender invoice, this kind of little details, the day you are in a rush, the day you're fa facing a problem, you can come and say, okay, now today I need help. I need the extra mile from you because I'm facing this. And the subcontractor will do will help you solving this because he, he knows that he, he likes to work with you. On the other hand, Treat your uh, subcontractor bad. Don't pay him on time. Um, uh, giving crazy stress to say, "Oh, I want this tomorrow," and and don't pay him, etc. The day that your subcontractor is pissed off with you, is fed up to work with you, it just say, "I don't work for you anymore." Finito. And then your brand is really in a very very bad situation. So. Now we know the story of the past and the present, and I think it's kind of interesting to look at the future because when you first launched the, for example, the RPM 01, it was enormous, paraboloid, car inspired. The SB05, it's it's 38.5 millimeters. It's classical. It's simple. It's manual wind. What kind of watches would you like to make in the future? Do you have any ambition to make a chronograph, a dive watch, a very complicated watch, or a simple watch? Is there anything that you would love to tackle as a designer? So there, there are two subjects that I want to address. 
um, in probably in parallel, one will be a woman's watch. I still don't know how I'm going to design or co-design it. I don't want to take a watch of my collection and put it in pink to, to call it a woman's uh, watch. I don't want to go to this uh, unisex trend that I found a little bit unrespectful. Um, so, but I will probably like to design it with a watch, um, a female watch designer. So this is probably an open message today through you. Um, and the second one would uh, be a watch um, that would can support more different crafts. So we'll have a dial that will um, probably give much more space to different crafts. So um, that would be, for example, an uh, animal um, or engraving or mosaic or something. So I'm, I'm, I shouldn't say, oh, okay, I'm going to say it. I'm, I'm, I'm dreaming of a jumping hour oh. because that would be just one little window on the top for the hours, one little on the, on the bottom for the minutes. And so you could have all the dial with no distraction by hands. And we could do something amazing about for creativity. That would that could be micro painting. This customer would like enamel. This one would like mosaic. This would and engraving. I mean, yeah, I, I, um, so I would like to bring artists and artisan more in my watch. So today I'm, I'm, I'm making the watch that I'm, my customer he likes. But if there is something that I cannot make, or for example, today I cannot incorporate um, enamel dials in my watch because of the thickness of the, of the dials, right? So I can incorporate micro painting on the other hand, but I would like also to incorporate the customer, myself as a maker, and an artist that would come alongside. And, and, and so the customer would say, I, I, I would like, I don't know, silk broderie on the dial. I would bring this extra knowledge and make it in a watch. So it's, it's I don't know if it's clear. <laughs> no, 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 it's very, it's, it's very clear. You want, you, your watch will be a gallery for fine arts and crafts, almost like a gallery. That, that, yeah, that, that's, that's a very nice way to say it, yeah. All of our friends out in cyberspace listening or watching, be sure to check out Armand Bia and Sartori Bia on Instagram, as well as their website. Uh, reach out now in business since 2015, custom is their custom. You're gonna get the watch you want. It's gonna look like you imagine. So Armand, thank you so much. Thank you very much, Tim. Time out, Tim out, Armand out, and thanks for logging on.